We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. Before we even get to the show, I got to start off with some really good news. Really good news? What's that? Really good news. The Touring Plans uh, Reservation Finder hooked me up this week, and I finally got Ohana. Oh, I can't wait to hear your review of the new I cannot wait either. I'm so excited. And shout out to all of our listeners. Now, I I have lost count of how many people I've been, you know, we're hoping for you. We're going to help you. I've talked about uh, people looking for me as well. And here we are. We got Ohana booked. Uh, And best part, it's actually for our anniversary, Doug. Oh. So no kids? just No kids, just Madison and I. So it wasn't that hard to get a... You know, table two as much, that but I help. am excited because this is her first time going to Ohana. And thank you, seriously, everyone who gives me crap on social media, honestly, about not being able to find Ohana. I'm finally going to get my wife there. Promise me one thing, Derek. I you will promise you anything. You, you will get a back scratcher because I know you will. It sounds but good. Prom- promise me you will not annoy your wife with oh, the back scratcher I will, I anno- the rest of the trip. I annoy my hey, wife with Eric. the back scratcher you and I got on our trip years ago, Doug. So that you thing, even got I'm, it out when, on the airplane. Do you want me to be honest, Doug? I had it today. I used it today. This before we oh. recorded, I had the back scratcher, Doug. So yes, it is still a part of my daily life, and I will probably get one. And somehow I'm going to come to Plattsmith and back scratch you. I mean, yay! For those that don't know, the back scratcher is a drink that you can get at Ohana or the Tambu Lounge. You should go check it out. It's excellent. And you get a back uh, scratcher. And you get an actual back scratcher, which. They source through Omaha, Nebraska. Just a little side note there. And that yeah. should be one of our Patreon levels, the back scratcher. Back scratcher. You know what? Let's well, add it. Like we should dollars month. I mean, what's that worth? The back scratcher. It's nobody would ever do that. That that is actually a really good uh, idea. But we do have to give a shout out to Kelsey who upgraded to churro level. So thank you so much to Kelsey and all of our Patreons for supporting the show, getting the bonus episodes and the content and maybe a little gift in the mail. Yes, she will be getting some uh, luggage tags yeah. made by me. That's what the churro level gets you, some rope drop radio luggage tags. And then before we move on to our Apple podcast reviews, we had a giveaway, Derek. Oh, yes, we did. Michelle was giving away some ears. And the winner of our ears from a Facebook comment. So this one, you had to listen to the show to know to comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is Jill Harlow. So congratulations Yay, to Jill congrats. Harlow. Getting some sweet ears. And yeah, thank you so much to everyone who participated, left reviews, commented, shared, and just helped the show grow. That's right. So on to Apple Podcast Reviews. Here we go. All right, good listen, five stars, by Paul DCL fan, or it could be Pus- no, it's DCL fan. fan. No, Doug, we're not even going to fake fan. that one. 
If you have All DCL, right. we know you are a Disney Cruise Line fan. All right, if you say so. I think it might be Padolson. Anyway, great topics and tips on the parks. Like the pod guests, including Doug and Derek's family members. Our kids love the story about Michelle's lost mobile phone. We lost a mobile phone on Tough to Be a Bug a few years ago. Go. That was a great story when she lost that phone. And I feel like it, Michelle and I have a lot in common. You you do, you do. It, but losing one at Tough to Be a Bug, you must have like been so scared you ran out of yeah. the theater when they you get stung in the back. Right. Just speaking of yeah, speaking of scary things that sting you in the wallet. The topic today, Derek, is Genie Plus. That's right. With the removal of fast passes and extra magic hours, Disney has used the COVID shutdown to reinvent reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Now our mouse overlords have given us some new tools to use to navigate the parks. So in true Rope Drop Radio fashion, we have gone and found someone smarter than Doug and I to talk about it. So from Touring Plans blog team, we welcome Becky Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for talking to me tonight. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, let's start with you sharing a little bit of your background with the Rope Droppers. Yeah. So my Disney background, I grew up, I have always lived in the Midwest. My parents did the right thing, though, and took me to Disney World about once every three years. Yeah, it's about the right thing. Yep. It, right? You got to do that. Uh Fell in love with it after I graduated college, got married. My husband had not been to Disney World. He had been once in his life, and it was when he was eight or nine. And the only thing he remembered about the trip was that he wasn't tall enough to go on Space Mountain. Uh, So, right? That's not a good thing to take from a Disney trip. So uh, we remedied that, and we have been (laughs) many, many times since then uh, in my like real life outside of Disney, I'm a data and analytics consultant. And so I'm into the number crunching and anyone that knows that you love Disney and you love data knows you have to love touring plans because that's just like the Mecca. And so I had been using touring plans for my touring for a long, long time. I'm a hyper planner. So that's what I have to do. Uh, And then just recently within the past year started blogging and running some in park tests for them doing all of that fun stuff. And so now I get access to all of the Disney data I could ever want. It's glorious. All the numbers. That sounds scary to me, access to all that. I'd I'd be overwhelmed. I only count to 32 professionally, so. I'm not a planner at all, Doug. So you know me, I go down for a day and a half. I try to get all four parks in, so. But you (laughs) have to plan to try to do that. Yeah, it's true. You have to. You plan more than you think, maybe, sort of. Sometimes. Agreed. Anyway, so let's talk about these new things. We're going to do some listener questions. It's, the, it's a listener question show. We had not said that yet. But let's start with the basics. So what is Genie, Genie Plus and Individual Lightning Lane Attractions? Just the basics. Those names, the names don't say it all to you? It's not just intuitive? Oh, makes so much uh, sense. Explain it yeah, like we're great. a fourth grader. <laughs> uh, sure. So Genie. Genie is basically a new part of the My Disney Experience app that anyone that's been to Disney recently should be pretty familiar with. It's got the the map of the parks in there. It's got wait times. Genie's a new partition. Um, it claims to be able to plan your day for you um, so that it will uh, react to changing conditions. It knows all the wait times. It takes your interests to heart. And 
magically gives you the best day possible. And I say this with as much blatant sarcasm as possible uh, because of out of all of these three things, that sort of free genie, just regular genie is the least effective, just unbiasedly <laughs> very ineffective. Genie Plus is the next level up from that. So anyone familiar with FastPass or FastPass Plus, Genie Plus is the new paid replacement for that. So each one of us gets uh, the lovely opportunity to pay $16 per day per person to have the honor of making reservations at different attractions across each park to avoid the standby queue and all the peons that stay in that line and to walk right around them in the lightning lanes, which is the same physical queue as the old fast pass queues, but now they're called lightning lanes because that goes well with Genie. I don't know. But then, so you've got Genie, you've got Genie Plus, you've got these lightning lanes that are the actual physical things that you walk past uh, the crowds in. And then you have individual lightning lane access. So because Disney is not taking enough money from you for Genie Plus, they picked two of the most popular rides from each park and said, no, 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 your $16 a day is not good enough to get you on those rides. You have to pay an additional amount per person for the opportunity to use the lightning lane on those two attractions. So at Magic Kingdom, you've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Space Mountain. Hollywood Studios, you have Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Epcot, uh, Frozen Ever After, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, uh, and then Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest. Those aren't included in Genie Plus. You have to pay even more for those, and the prices for those depend on whatever Disney decides they can charge you for that day. There you go. That, you've nailed it. Like, that is the best I have actually ever heard uh, from anyone on what it all is. Without taking an <laughs> hour. Yes. I know. It's confusing. Don't get me started on all the annual pass names, because that'll take an hour. There it's they it's just okay. They're not deal. selling them they anymore just... anyway, so you don't need <laughs> right, to worry about true. that. I tried to it. actually switch mine this week, Doug, and uh, you can't even do that at the moment. It's because they yep. don't want your money, Derek. They took my money, but they got more oh. than they should have. Oh, you're trying to downgrade? Yeah, yeah. they're not going to let you no, do that. No, they didn't let me downgrade, Doug. I wanted Crazy. to downgrade. That I know. does not exist on the wheel of naming things. The downgrade. fact that I even tried to downgrade, I heard someone uh, at Disney a laugh snicker. at me. Yes. Yeah, there was a snicker. There was. There. Rightfully so. All right, so that's the basics. There's a lot more details, which we're going to get out as we go through the questions. So on the list of questions, Derek, shall we start? Sounds good. From Scott, we ask, what is the perfect time for the first Genie Plus selection? Perfect time. Uh, so there's a couple ways to interpret this question. Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> Scott, it depends on your strategy. Uh, all of this is going to have to get a little bit into the, all the complex rules behind Genie. First, the per perfect time to make your first Genie Plus selection is at 7 a.m. on the day you're going to the park. So that's Not the perfect second time. later. <laughs> no, exactly. You don't want to wait later. If you thought it was crazy trying to get Rise of the Resistance virtual queue passes, oh, just you wait. Uh, Genie is way more complicated. So you still have to get on at 7 a.m. That's when the floodgates open. You have paid for Genie for the day and you get to make your first selection. So that's the perfect time to make your first selection. 
The other way to interpret this question is like the perfect time to choose for your first window. So the way Genie Plus works, you scroll, you pick an attraction, it gives you an hour long window where you can go to that lightning lane and get in the lightning lane instead of the standby queue. And there are a couple different strategies for which return time to pick. Because when you pull up Genie and you're trying to make this first selection in the morning, you're going to see a giant list of attractions, depending on which park you're going to. And they're all going to have different return times. And they're all going to be changing really quickly because everyone else is also trying to make these return time <laughs> reservations at 7 a.m. There's two strategies because of the way the Genie works. Your first Genie reservation, uh, you make at 7 a.m. You're not eligible to make another one until either you use your first one or two hours after your park has opened. So initial strategy in Becky's head would say, I'm going to pick the earliest return time I can get. I don't care what attraction it is because then I'm not waiting the two hours and I get to pick again while everyone else is still waiting their two hours. That is a strategy. The caveat to that is if you do that and you pick random attraction that's available as soon as the park opens, there are several attractions at each park which will likely sell out before the park even opens and therefore you won't be able to make reservations for them. So the perfect return time is either as early as possible given one of those attractions you actually want to skip the line for or whatever heck return time you can get for the attraction that's important to you. And we'll go over later in our talk because there's some questions related to this, what those attractions mm -hmm. are, but you're going to have, that's going to be a balance you have to figure out throughout the day is figuring out, oh, are the attractions that are important to me going to sell out or should I make reservations quicker so that I can keep getting more reservations and just churn them that way. Both valid strategies. Excellent answer. Yep, One other thing about the 7 a.m. thing, um, we're not going to probably talk too much more about the, this little part. Don't wait till 7 a.m. to buy Genie yes, Plus. Yes, that's a Do good that tip. Do that at midnight if you're up or way earlier. Don't, because I know of people that have purchased, they, they wait till 7 to purchase it. By the time you're done purchasing it, the the really hard to get attractions are way out there and we'll get to what those are as we go so yep. that's just one little yep. thing that's so. a great tip doug i yeah. like that all right next question comes from mark what is the best strategy to take if you are going to rope drop yeah good question mark, great question because it's rope drop radio it makes sense Roll credits <laughs> love it i am a rope drop fan so i'm feeling this mark uh I'm going to talk about each park and give you my strategies and what I would do. Uh, and I'm going to give two different strategies for each park. So here we go. Strap in. Now here's your hour-long answer. Uh, one is for early theme park entry and the other isn't. So early theme park entry started a few months ago and it has radically changed what crowds look like in the morning. And I say this from a data perspective. I know also anecdotally it has. Um, but from a data perspective, crowds and the shape of how crowds increase in the morning totally different than it was pre-early theme park entry. Um, so if you haven't been since early theme park entry, your rope drop strategy probably needs to change. Um, so Animal Kingdom, we'll start there. If you have early theme park entry and you're there, uh, go rope drop flight of passage. That would be my strategy. Uh, it's wait times increase significantly and don't drop off again until pretty late in the afternoon. Um, so that's a solid strategy to do. 
even if you don't have early theme park entry, that's probably still an okay one. It doesn't experience like the really crazy vertical change in wait times. It won't peak until about 10 a.m. usually. Um, so if you don't have early theme park entry and you're doing regular rope drop, that's fine. Uh, everything else will have manageable waits after that, even in the 30 minutes to an hour after the park opens. So you should be able to hit things like River Journey and safaris with no problem. So that's Animal Kingdom. Uh, let's see, Epcot. If you have early theme park entry, rope drop frozen ever after, assuming that that's Good important tip. to you and you want to ride it in the day. Let it go. That's one. Yeah, let it go. Get it over with. Uh, because that one does rocket up wait times very quickly. So if you do not have early theme park entry, don't rope drop frozen ever after. Uh, instead, my trick is it usually has a dip right around the time when small children and their parents are eating dinner. Uh, so time frozen after, after for like 6 p.m. ish or wait even later in the evening when those small kids are going home or everyone's watching Harmonious. I um, just want to feed my small kids ne- uh, snacks and buy it. See, that, exactly. There you go. No Makes just sense. no snacks. You just buy it. Yes. I like it. That's I don't have clever. small kids anymore, so I can say things like that. <laughs> so you can do that. would be a horrible strategy to not <laughs> feed children. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have early theme park entry, go rope drop test track. It doesn't rise as quickly. It will rise. Uh, so if you do, if you have early theme park entry, frozen after, after, then theme, then test track. If you don't have early theme park entry, just go straight to test track. Try to time uh, frozen ever after for a later dip. Magic Kingdom, here's where things get like really interesting. If you have early theme park entry and you're willing to get there pretty early, do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, that way you won't have to pay that individual lightning lane access. It really doesn't experience many drops in wait time until very late in the evening. Uh, so the one, I'll say one caveat to that too. If you don't have early theme park entry or you're not in the front of the pack for early theme park entry, hold off. There's usually a really sneaky dip in wait times. It's not huge, but from 9.45 to 10.15, we usually see it back off a little bit. Uh, So if I'm there and I see it under 60 minutes, posted wait time 60 minutes or under in that 10 o'clock range, I'd hop in because chances are it's a relatively little wait. Otherwise, avoid that part uh, of Magic Kingdom entirely. Go rope drop Jungle Cruise because it's going to get crazy later in the day and try to hit some of those Adventureland rides, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, you can do the mountain ranges if they're open uh, early in the morning while everyone else is biding their time in Fantasyland. So that's Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios. At Hollywood Studios, you either follow what the map says or you follow your heart. Uh, and usually your heart will tell you to rope drop Rise of the Resistance. In some cases, like if Rise of the Resistance is the only reason you're going to Hollywood Studios that day, sure. Like go rope drop it in case it has operational issues. It's frequently down 25 to 30% of the day. Um, But math would say that eats up your whole early morning where the crowds are low everywhere else in the park. And so you're trading that avoiding one long wait instead of avoiding lots of pretty long but not as long waits so the math says that you should really rope drop rock and roller coaster tower of terror then quickly move on to toy story land and then get millennium falcon and if you're having a good day even on medium crowd level days you can get all of those done within the first hour of park opening 
And then you've got the rest of the day to sort of time out slinky, uh, rise the resistance, runaway railway. So that, that math I, must have came in calculus too, because I stopped right. after calculus. <laughs> yes, that's important math. So that was one we had done in an in-park test. And Chrissy, who does our, a lot of our in-park testing, uh, was told to follow the math way. And like she was very upset about it. And then she had a great day because it magically worked. Uh, but if your heart tells you that you have to ride rise, go for it. That's it's like fine. 98% of the people day. listening, that's their heart. I just, I just yeah, throw yeah. money at Rise. Yeah. That's what. Yep. Doug's heart goes to Toronto rap and then back. So <laughs> maybe Chewbacca mode first. Yeah. On, depending on my crew that I'm with. And then uh, I just buy Rise. It's just so much easier. Sorry. Yep. I'm defeating the purpose of the show just right there, aren't I? <laughs> it's strategies, so Doug. So you got it. That, yeah, that's your strategy. There we go. Yeah, it it's a strategy. Maybe not the right strategy. Is that that's it? That's the there we go. You rope dropped that's them your all. Parts. Yeah. Congratulations. That was a all lot. Right. That was a lot. Yeah. yeah that's I, I think more than anything right now it is so important just to rope drop, get there first early. Because yeah. yeah, the crowds are getting pretty heavy and with right. lightning lanes, you're gonna be waiting in some lines. So get those yeah. tickets done. You know, I did enjoy not seeing fast passes go past me in standby. Like, it did make it move. And now yeah. things are so stagnant if you're not in that lightning lane. So, it, oh, lightning lane, necessary evil. I'll just, that's, I've, how many times have I said that? A lot. On and, the but show it's true. It's, you have to buy it. It has to be uh, part of your pretty much spend at this point. Budget right, for it. Yep. Next question, Derek. All right. Ryan asks, what attraction should you aim to use Genie Plus or some better to get earlier or some okay to wait to get until later in the day? Yeah, this is a lovely question. And it's very difficult to answer with like without graphs <laughs> or hand motions. There's uh, all the graphs on the blog. To, yes. Like, all the graphs. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes as well. Put some links. Yeah. yeah. There you graphs. go. So. Tuesday and Wednesday of this week when this podcast is being released, uh, there are very graph-heavy blogs written by me going up on the Touring Plans blog that will answer this question for you pretty well. But verbally, we can go over it a little bit. Uh, things that you should aim to use Genie Plus for. At Animal Kingdom, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Navi River Journey. You can't do Flight of Passage. You can't do Expedition Everest. Side note, Never buy Lightning Lane for Expedition Everest. Never worth it under any conditions. Stop it. Save your money. Buy I never will. Right. Like, Don't worry. I never it, will. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, good. I've convinced one person. Uh, well, he doesn't like the ride anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now we can't be friends. Um, okay, so Navi Renard for a Journey, Kilimanjaro Safaris, everything else at Animal Kingdom's a wash. Uh, as far as Genie Plus is concerned. Uh, Epcot, what should you use Genie Plus for? Uh, this is my soapbox. This is the hill I will die on. Don't buy Genie Plus at Epcot. Uh, sure, buy individual lightning lanes. Those are very useful at Frozen Ever After. And if you can't get in the virtual queue for Remy, uh, that's fine. The only attraction that generates significant weights that's on the Genie Plus list at Epcot is Test Track. So roped up. Rope drop test track and don't buy Genie Plus. But if you do, use it at test track. The only other attractions where it can save you time, 
under significant crowds or at soaring admission space. Um, but everyone else that has Genie Plus also knows that. And therefore, those attractions book up very quickly. So I did use uh, it at Soren on Thanksgiving Eve, Eve, and I saw the most fantastic thing ever in line with another guest, and that we was talk in about it on last bonus, bonus that episode, last week's yep. bonus episode. Fantastic stuff. So it was worth every penny at that moment. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, so there's your one. Uh, yeah, answer. one example. Um, let's see, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios is a little bit of an outlier because so many attractions there have significant weights most of the time that you'll want to avoid. But the things that you really want to focus in on are Slinky Dog Dash and Millennium Falcon. Um, and so I'm giving a little bit away from the blog post here, but under most conditions, you're only going to be able to get one of those two uh, because typically you're going to get one and it's going to be late in the day and the other is going to sell out yep, before two there. hours after the park is opened. So you're going to have to prioritize. You could get lucky and get both, especially if there's low crowd levels. Um, but that's the two where it's going to save you the most time. There's a second tier, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Toy Story Mania, Alien Swirling Saucers, which is the worst name for attraction ever. Uh, that's your second tier. That's where it's going to save you a decent amount of time. Under most conditions, you're only going to get it for about two of those. You don't want to use so it again, for Muppet Vision? No. Oh, okay. Don't. Don't use it for Muppet Vision or Star Tours. We, yeah. Indiana Jones is coming back. Oh, that's oh good well, point. there you go. That I is mean, a good point. I would use it for that. <laughs> you I don't would. care. I miss that attraction <laughs> so much, that show. Uh, they do need the shows back. But, okay, so that's Hollywood Studios. Magic Kingdom, you definitely need it for Jungle Cruise. It's consistently had, like, the highest standby weights in the entire park. Uh, so get also, that. Also, they eat up the lightning lane people so much on that attraction. Our that whole is, boat was lightning lane. That was our yeah. whole boat too. The whole boat. Poor standby. Yeah. There is standby no. people laying down in the queue, like yeah. laying down. Like that's how little yeah. they've moved. <laughs> no, it's really bad. Uh, and they don't even have a Dwayne a... the Rock Johnson anim animatronic. <laughs> I, I thought yeah, that was. That's be why it. everybody's there, Derek, yeah. to see the Rock. It yeah. should be coming. It's, you're it's... you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you ever see any touring plans in park testers and standby at Jungle Cruise, uh, slogging through that line to get us some data, buy them a cupcake or a drink because that's mis like that's the worst oh, wow. assignment you can get. <laughs> Point and laugh and wave. Uh, so use Genie Plus at Jungle Cruise, uh, Peter Pan's flight. Uh, don't use Genie Plus. There's plenty of attractions you can use at Fort Magic Kingdom. There's like more than 17 attractions you can choose from. Don't use it at Philhar Magic. Don't use it at Mad Tea Party. Uh, don't use it at, there's one other, oh, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Not worth it. Uh, you're not going to save time. Save those. Use them on other attractions. So there you go. The, that's all. Uh, the popular ones are going to sell out later in the day, though. So make sure you prioritize those early in the day. Those ones that I said don't use it on, they'll never sell out anyway. So if you get to like 8 p.m. and you're like, well, there it is. Sure. Make a Mad Tea Party Genie Plus reservation. There you go. All right. Next question is from Samantha. How does this impact park hopping? Love this question. Yeah. So when you park hop, you're actually eligible to use Genie Plus at any park you go to for that day. Uh, so this unlocks some interesting park hopping strategies. Uh, say, for example, you're going to start the day at uh, Animal Kingdom and end the day at Hollywood Studios. We've already said you don't really need Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom. So starting at 7 a.m., even though you're going to Animal Kingdom first, 
you can start making Genie Plus reservations at Hollywood Studios. This is really cool. This is the one thing that Genie does well. I will give it credit. Uh, at 7 a.m., I go, I pick Slinky Dog Dash. It says cool, and it automatically kicks my return time out past 2 p.m. if it hasn't already advanced past that anyway. Uh, and so then at 7 a.m., Animal Kingdom opens at 8 a.m., let's say. So at 10 a.m., I'm eligible to make another one. I go through and I pick Millennium Falcon if it happens to still be available. And then at noon, I'm eligible to make another one. I go and pick Tower of Terror. At two, I'm walking into Hollywood Studios. I already have three in my pocket. I'm eligible to make a fourth. I make a fourth if it's still available. And now I can start touring with four Genie Plus reservations already ready to go. Uh, So it makes park hopping really cool if you can do it right and if you set a timer for every two hours (laughs) to make those reservations to make your afternoon easier. So park hopping, pretty seamless with Genie Plus. If Hollywood Studios opens at, say, 9, Animal Kingdom opens at 8, your two hours is before the Hollywood Studios people's two hours, so you're better off as well. You're very tricky. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like That's it. why we had a Soren um, lightning oh, yep. lane, because we had a test track Soren spaceship Earth, which actually saved us 15 minutes because they were only filling every other vehicle for some reason. Don't hmm. know why they created a line for no reason, and we had something like we just walked in. They're all at the same time, got it all done in like an hour. It was fantastic. Yep. Yeah. So it yeah, park hopping is good with Genie Plus. It's a valid strategy. You just need to think. If, if only it they brought you know, park hopping noon. Give noon? Them noon. Two o'clock. No. Eleven. I'm, or. If you had a dining reservation, you could get in. That earlier. that I would like, love. Let yes. me eat lunch for crying out loud. I like that. We'll start a petition. They listen I, to I all my ideas. Yeah. They I don't understand this, why this, this just mentioning that. it today will do it. All right. Next question from Adam. How does child swap work with Genie Plus? Okay, so Adam, this was my biggest question too that I wanted us to test immediately. So. I was a savvy FastPass Plus user with a small child. Uh, And so I knew with my three reservations, I would make three and I would make my husband three for very different attractions. And we would go and swap our child. I would scan into Seven Dwarves Mine Train uh, with my FastPass and we'd do the child swap thing. He wouldn't have a FastPass for Seven Dwarves Mine Train, but he child swapped in. And so then we got to double our fast passes. Genius. I love it. Awesome. I loved it. So I'm like, cool. I bet you can do the same thing with Genie Plus. No, you can't. Uh, So they've closed that loophole because Disney hates families with small children. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's going to be my new tagline. Uh, They've closed that loophole. Uh, So anyone that's participating in a child swap, either as the first writer or the second writer or in the first group or the second group, has to have that same Genie Plus reservation. Otherwise, they cannot use the lightning lane. Uh, So it's just like if you were doing standby line, except if you all have a Genie Plus reservation, you can do your child swap at the Genie Plus lightning lane spot instead of the standby queue. Um, Yeah. Wow. I wish there was better news. I was hoping for that child swap hack. What do I have small kids for anyway? Exactly. My oldest two are still mad at my youngest for getting tall enough to go on things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They've held on to that for years. Oh, that's oh. rough. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not yeah. the answer I was hoping to give, but it's the truth. It is. All right. Ricardo asks, what is the best and worst situations to buy Genie Plus in terms of parks and crowds? Yeah, I like this question, Ricardo. Uh, there are worsts sort of on both ends of the spectrum. Super low crowd days, don't waste your money. Like rope drop, ride all the things. Uh, that would be one of my worsts to buy Genie Plus just because I'm spending money when probably I just really didn't need to. The other worst happens, though, on the other end of the spectrum when it's really, really, really crowded. And like, this might Like change. Disney Plus Day that I was there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine that. Now, I would love to give Disney the benefit of the doubt and say that they learn from those crowded days and make it smoother. I don't know if and how they really can. But what ends up happening is everything books up before 1 p.m. or 3 p.m., even the ones that are worthless – uh, and so you're only getting to use two, three of your reservations. And that could still save you significant time, especially someplace like Hollywood Studios. Uh, but it's not ideal. That real sweet spot is in the middle. Um, and I'll say the exception is at Animal Kingdom and Epcot. I don't think you need Genie Plus for either of them under any crowd conditions. If you want to do it, like park hop between both of them on the same day on really high crowd level days, then you can make it worth it. Cool. It's your money, not mine. I'm just saying what I would do. Uh, the sweet spot really is those medium crowd level days, especially at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. At Hollywood Studios, you could even flex that down a little bit because wait times get high there no matter what is happening. Uh, it's more dependent on if Rise is up or down than it is on the overall crowd level, what all the other wait times do. Uh, so yeah, hit that medium crowd level, think twice, especially at the high crowd levels, because you're going to be tempted to do it, and chances are you're at least going to get frustrated halfway through the day when there's no Genie Plus reservations available and you just have to slog through standby anyway. Makes sense. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, all right, next, Trisha asks, we are headed down next weekend and we'll only be able to get to Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios in late afternoons. What is the best strategy for booking selections? This is actually like a best case scenario. So that's hard to say on a podcast called Rope Drop Radio. And for someone yeah, that loves Rope Drop Who's only going in the afternoons, guys? Come yeah, on right? now. You are on the wrong podcast. Co uh, conventioners. There we go. That's true. They yeah. got a convention, I'm sure. Family uh, thing that's... in the morning. Yeah, it's the holidays, I guess. Teenagers, sleeping. Oh, in. they're I the worst. Know. You go without them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, you could, I don't know. I say that with a five-year-old that I wouldn't leave alone. Uh, so if you're going to Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom in the late afternoon, I still suggest waking up at seven o'clock. And so we talked about this earlier in the show. Those super popular attractions, Slinky Dog. So at Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog, Millennium Falcon, they will immediately be booking into the afternoon. Slinky Dog even like on medium crowd level days disappears almost immediately. So if you can catch it right at seven, chances are it's going to be in the late afternoon anyway. So get up and try to get one. Uh, and then after that, so the next one you'll be eligible for is two hours after park opening. If Millennium Falcon is still available, it'll already be in the late afternoon or evening. Two hours after that, that second tier is likely going to be in the afternoon or evening. So just start picking at 7 a.m., set your alarm for every two hours after park opening, 
keep stacking them up and you should be able to walk in in the late afternoon with a bunch stacked up at Hollywood Studios. Similar for Magic Kingdom, you're going to have to be a little bit more savvy. Jungle Cruise will probably be in the late afternoon, sometime in that 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. range. Uh, and then when you're next eligible, Peter Pan will be in the afternoon. And then when you're next eligible, probably Big Thunder will be in the afternoon. Uh, maybe Splash Mountain, if it's a warm day, will already be in the afternoon, etc. cetera. Uh, so you should be able to time it to just pick those afternoon return times and walk into the park in the late afternoon and have a lovely, lovely time skipping standby lines. And you can stack those all up. Like yep. FastPass was hour blocks. They couldn't overlap. That's a now good point. Now you can overlap, stack them so that you can do things real quick when you get there and really maximize your evening. Yes, exactly. So you can stack them to a dangerous degree, right? So you have to have a uh, little yeah. bit of like savvy. They will let you overlap as many Genie Plus reservations as you want and the individual lightning lanes that you purchase and your dining reservations and whatever. Disney doesn't care. It's on you to make sure that you can make it to all the things and take advantage of them. So manage your schedule. But yeah, it can make it's really nice not to have to be like, OK, this one's two to three. So then I need to find a three oh five to four oh five. No, they can all overlap. You're good. I like the tip of setting a timer. And mm -hmm. I live and die by my Apple Watch, so that just—I yep. I don't know why I didn't do that on the last trip, Doug. Just as soon as uh, two hours. Because your phone was dead. That, oh wait, you're right. I forgot. That is why I didn't do that. I had yeah. no don't phone. Film yeah, you're in right. the rain, kids. Completely don't forgot. Film <laughs> in the rain. Forgot that whole thing happened. But yes, did uh, you? Yeah, I actually you did. Until you just said, yeah, that was a bad met forty hours without a phone at Walt Disney World. That I'll never want to experience again. But yeah, setting a timer is genius and that will help you make sure you get the next closest uh, reservation for a genie or lightning lane. Yep. So. All right. I'll ask the next question, Derek, because okay. I'm going to twist it up a little bit here. Ooh. So Jim asked, what does availability really look like from park to park? We've kind of talked about that already. So what we haven't really talked about availability is how fast some of the individual lightning lanes are going. How, yep. how early do I need to purchase Ratatouille Touring if I Plans want has been having, you know, I, I've been watching and following along. It's it's really fascinating. Yes. So, yeah. Well, look at those blogs. The blogs from this week are all about Genie Plus, not individual lightning lane. That'll come out probably in a week or two. Uh, we're collecting the data in slightly different ways. Uh, but individual lightning lane. So Rise of the Resistance is typically, typically the only individual lightning lane that sells out before the park opens. So here is the caveat where on-site guests are different than off-site guests. For most things Genie, nothing's different. Everyone can go on and make their Genie Plus reservations at 7 a.m. Where the on-site guests get an advantage is at 7 a.m. they can also make their individual Lightning Lane reservations. Uh, and you get to choose the time on those. This is another little asterisk that we haven't talked about. Genie Plus is always next available. You just got to go with what the app gives you. Individual lightning lane, because you're paying more, they treat you nicely and you get to choose which time First you go. First class, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, cool. Get a nice, cool. Why didn't they call it there, magic carpet? Like you've got genie and magic carpet? No, it's lightning lane. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm not a marketing Yeah, tell us person, how you really feel. I know a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Rise the Resistance will typically sell out before the park opens. Off-site guests aren't eligible to make those individual lightning lane reservations until the park opens. So if you're an off-site guest, 
most days Rise of the Resistance will have sold out before you're even eligible to purchase it. The rest, so Expedition Everest never sells out. Uh, Space Mountain almost never sells out. Uh, Remy typically doesn't sell out because people use it as a backup if they can't get the virtual queue. Uh, and so it doesn't usually sell out. The other ones will book up pretty quickly, but it's not like Slinky Dog Dash where everyone's booking it right at 7 a.m. Unless it's Rise of the Resistance because it's Rise of the Resistance and everyone's got to ride that. One thing about Remy, just a reminder to people, the boarding group is nothing like a fast pass or lightning lane. No, you get to no, enter no. the line at that time, and it could be a an hour, hour wait. Just That's how long just we did? Just a little, yep. you know, PSA. Yeah. It's not the same thing. So and if you want to do it fast, you we need talk to about an attraction that. that they took the lightning lane people first. That attraction ate they up will. all the lightning lane people yep. before anyone else. That's true. Uh, this is also a good thing to talk about uh, if there are any listeners that are eligible for DAS. DAS is like Genie Plus on steroids. Uh, we could talk about that for a long time. But yeah, at Remy, it's different. So DAS allows you to skip standby lines. Remy doesn't have a standby line. It has virtual queue and it has uh, the individual lightning lane. So no standby line means you can't make a DAS selection for Remy. Uh, you can get the virtual queue, and then when your boarding group is called, you get to go in the lightning lane, so you still get to bypass the hour-long wait and the masses of people, but it's it's different enough, and it, it, it trips a lot of people up. So, there you go. Remy's tip. different. Interesting. Alright, back to you, Derek. Alright, this is Doug. I don't know, it might be you. It was uh, me. It was you? Love it. It's a I don't know how many Dougs. Okay, I didn't know how many Dougs actually listen to the show. Uh, they're note, all between the age of forty and if, forty-five. If you I'm are sure. a Doug that listens to the show, please tweet at us and make my day. So, from our Doug, how many spare phone charges do I have to pack to fully power the power of Genie Plus? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So this is not. I haven't been to the physically to the parks since Genie Plus opened. But I have been scrolling Genie on my phone to gather a lot of this data and run a lot of tests. And it eats up battery like nobody's business because uh, it's refreshing constantly. It's very bright. It's not in dark mode. It's going to eat up your battery very, very quickly. Uh, bring lots of batteries. I'm not going to lie. It blew my mind how fast uh, my phone, my wife's For phone. For the one day. Yeah. I mean, one day. and Yeah, yeah. just... Well, even when we got my daughter's phone finally on it, it burned through her phone. So, right. yep. Yeah. Need, this, need yeah. a lot of chargers. I, this is where this was a trick question. Um, I don't, I don't need any batteries for it because I have people do it for me. So, mm, yeah. Tricky. But you are That's the one that packs all the batteries, Doug. I am the one that packs all the batteries. Yes. And actually, the one morning I did, I had to make our like Space Mountain reservation. Because Alden did like we had three people, same account, do three different things at 7 a.m. So Remy boarding group, Space Mountain. I think you got Rise else. or something like that, or Mind. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have been trusted with Rise. No. I think it was no. Mind Train. Yeah. Oh, we did Mind Train and Space Mountain. We're just all the money that day. <laughs> Take it. We also ate lunch at Space 220. So really, all oh, the money. Wow. All yeah. the. And a dessert party, all of it. So yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, 
Well, one other thing that just got announced before we recorded, but it's going to happen yesterday. Disneyland is like, hey, in two days. Yeah, we got it, whatever. Coming out. Go. Yep. Yeah, I was particularly, yeah, I was angry about this because I did a blog last week and someone commented and said, when is it coming to Disneyland? I said, they would be so stupid to release it before the holidays. Don't you worry. (laughs) Whenever we make assumptions about Disney, we are wrong 100% of the time. Yeah, I mean, we saw the operational issues that happened on Thanksgiving week with Genie and Walt Disney World. And yet Disneyland is like, it's cool. It'll be fine during Christmas. Don't worry about it, guys. So, uh, yeah, they announced it with two days notice. So anyone with a trip planned to Disneyland. I, I feel in so December, bad for those cast members. Good luck. Yeah. Like they are so, yeah, going to get destroyed. Yes. And so, of course, people are going to be Googling like, Genie, how do I use it? And Disneyland's version is distinctly different from Walt Disney World's <laughs> version. And most of the information you're going to find on the Internet is about the Walt Disney World version. So, yes, the cast members are going to have a lot to do. Now, functionally, it's pretty similar. Uh, I have never been to Disneyland. I shouldn't say that out loud. Uh, But I have heard from the experts that it's very similar to Max Pass. So if you go to Disneyland regularly and you are familiar with that, it shouldn't feel too different. If, however, what you know about Genie is from Walt Disney World, it is going to feel different. Number one, it's more expensive because California uh so because it's money no today, money right? <laughs> it's because max pass was more expensive you it can't was. have it be yes. cheaper than max pass yeah you can't be like oh wait we'll take less of your money now uh no so it's 20 dollars a day per person uh plus tax compared to the 15 for disney world in addition to that there's no 7 a.m rush so this could be a benefit to people like yay i don't have to wake up at 7 a.m uh, instead, you can't make your first Genie Plus reservation until you are physically inside Just the park. Just like Max Pass. So, yep. yep. So all of those tips we talked about, like, I'm not arriving until the late afternoon. I'll stack up. Not going to work at Disneyland. You actually have to be there. Uh, so that's a little sad. Also, the individual Lightning Lane attractions there, uh, you don't get to select your time. You don't get that fancy first class treatment. You get next available, just like Genie Plus. Um, so you're sort of at the mercy of being there on site. So this was how MaxPass worked. It hasn't been how Disney, like the crowd patterns at Disneyland are going to change starting yesterday uh, where people are going to have to get there right at rope drop to be able to start making the reservations. So rope drop crowds are going to be back to pretty crazy at disneyland like the so. boarding group for rise required everybody to get there and then everybody be at hollywood studios or disneyland yep all day just there yep. and it yes. just made the crowd huge and that, yep. now that you can do the boarding group outside the park it helped that ah, they did not learn <sighs> steps forward no. steps back that sounds like disney yep. in a nutshell the one thing i have learned doug is that they will never go backwards on price. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> it's always more expensive no matter how you do it. Yeah. yeah I will say I, the data points to them being able to rise the price, raise, raise, raise the price on Rise of the Resistance significantly. It's selling right. out yeah. so quickly every day. So, like, I know. Why are I'm you just saying preparing these out people. loud? <laughs> if you're budgeting, prepare yourselves because, yeah, the demand. 20% is increase probably. At some uh, point, 50, they could do yeah, more. I yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I. Yeah. Yeah. 
You still okay. paid it, Doug. I did not. You did. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the people wear the shirt. Most expensive day ever. We we spent. It was probably the most we've ever spent at Disney in a day. But we knew we were. We planned on it. It was budgeted. Mm-hmm. We were only there a day and a half. So if you want to get things done in two parks, it. we we did actually we yeah. did three parks on Thanksgiving, which is not a small feat, and we did a ton. Because yeah. we maximized things. There you go. <laughs> and minimized your wallet. Yes. It's got awkward to sit on. I mean, you had to do something. <laughs> All right, Derek. All right. Does that mean it's time it for? It is time for the lightning, lightning round. Congratulations, Becky. You have made it to the lightning round. This is where you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars answer. Um we do keep score. There are right answers, wrong answers. All the points are made up. Don't worry. All right. Are you ready? Oh, no. I talk a lot, so I'll try. It's, it's lightning. It's lightning. All right. Favorite Disney movie? Mary Poppins. All right. That was quick. That's good. I see you guys. All right. Favorite Disney character? Hey, hey. Wow. Well, that's that's a first on the first. show. I like yeah. it, though. I, see, I mean... It makes me laugh. That's good. Hey, hey, was great. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Ursula. It's a very popular Disney villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. she's good. Yep. Favorite Disney song? Feed the Birds. See? Classic. Yeah. Favorite Disney park? <laughs> I hate this question. Uh, <laughs> Favorite one to visit with my kids and see how they enjoy it, Magic Kingdom. Favorite one if I'm going by myself and want to relax, Animal Kingdom. There you go. I'll limit it go. to two out right. of the four. So I, as uh, we're parents, we get it. We get it. Yeah. Yep, yep. I also could say favorite park as a child. That's different than yeah. what oh, I yeah. say now, too. Epcot. Yep, Fa- that one, was mine as a child, too. So One that I want to be my favorite park, Epcot, but failing. I don't see that happening for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's going to be a splash pad. Moana themed. So can't I wait mean, for that. That's great. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids are going to get soaked. It will be great. And then you take them in American Adventure and they freeze. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a long walk. While yeah, wet. They're going to be chafed by, by the time they get. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we got off track in a lightning round. Good job. Doug. <laughs> All right. Favorite classic attraction you define classic. Uh, this is going to be unpopular. It's a small world. My kids love it. So therefore, I love it. A lot of people and, love and, it. Yeah. yeah. And my mom hates it. She got stuck on it as a kid. So that means I love it. I don't know. All right. Favorite modern attraction you define modern? I'm basic, so it's Rise of the Resistance. There's nothing basic about that answer. It's correct. <laughs> Nor that's 98% of the answer. If it's correct, it's not basic. All right. Sure. Yeah. It's not like you said pumpkin spice. Come on. All right. <laughs> Favorite Disney resort? Animal Kingdom Lodge, hands down, no competition. Fighting. Jumbo or Kidani? I really don't have a preference. I like oh, okay. standard view, of course, though, yeah. right? Just like yes, Secret yeah. Savannah requested the. Oh, oh, never mind. She's okay. Getting fancy. All right, favorite <laughs> counter service restaurant. Sleepy Hollow for its location. Flame Tree Barbecue for the food. I don't know. I'm a Midwesterner. Well, so are we. That but makes it worse. Yeah. I I just, no. I love that. You're not eating at Regal Eagle yet. All right. We'll just move on. Oh, I have, but it was on an off day. So only once. I'll give it a second chance. 
do that. Do that. All right. Favorite table service? Donna. Bread and butter chicken. Every day. All right. Favorite Disney snack? Mickey Premium Bar. Have to have one. First day of every trip. First day, not First late. trip, no. Not, you don't finish. Right. You start. I like it. Yep, okay. yep. Favorite Disney drink? This is where you kick me off the show. I don't buy alcohol at Disney. It, there's drinks there's other drinks. Not there's alcoholic. not alcoholic. Go to Starbucks. Okay. I've had that. There's shakes. There's all kinds of things. I also blue don't milk, drink. which is everyone's favorite. <laughs> oh, don't say blue milk. <laughs> no. That's what we kick the, you off. I can't do colored milk. I don't do coffee. See, I'm weird. So, like, Fountain Diet Dr. Pepper in the middle of the day, that's my drink of choice. If I'm not at Disney, give me a hard cider. So maybe one day I'll spring for one of those. Least favorite, even though I've never had them are the drinks at space 220 because those are just ridiculous so i disagree that was one of the best drinks i ever had it was phenomenal (laughs) did you get the one with the milky way clothes pinned on the side no i i'm gonna have to look up what i got but it was ridiculously expensive that's all i remember at this point yeah see yeah i'll save that for mickey bars and lightning lights all right disney bucket list item club level at Animal Kingdom Lodge and or Victoria and Alberts. I'm a foodie, so I would love to do that. It's two very different things. Bucket list. Yep. Just going to say that. All right, and that concludes the, the lighting, lighting round. Well, thank you, Becky, so much for being on the show. Why don't you take a minute and let the rope droppers know where they can find you? Sure. So we've mentioned the Touring Plans blog lots of times. If we did like a word cloud of this podcast, that would be really big. Uh, so you can find me there, Becky Gandillon. I post about once a week, usually. Uh, also on Instagram, I'm at Raising Mini Knees, mini spelled like Minnie Mouse. So typically post tips for families with young kids there. Also do some like data-based strategies for how to tour the parks once a week. So that's a lot of fun. Otherwise, I'm a nerd, and you can find me on LinkedIn. So there you go. All right. Going to connect with you on LinkedIn. There you go. See? It's the cool thing to do. It's something I'm (laughs) learning that I'm supposed to do more of. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and we're going to have Becky on the Patreon show. So if you want to be a part of that and hear more, you're going to have to go into the show notes and subscribe and support the show. And a shout-out to all of our patrons for sure. So if you want to book a trip to Walt Disney World, you need to talk to the Rope Drop Queen. Her email is in the show notes, and she can help you book a phenomenal vacation to try all these things with Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. And be sure to check out Becky's blog to help you navigate all that. So for Doug and Becky, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.